The information contained in this podcast is an expression of opinion and does not constitute investment advice. This is the Gold Money Podcast with Dominic Frisby, keeping you up to date with expert opinion on precious metals and the markets. Hello and welcome to the Gold Money Podcast hosted in association with Frisbee's Bulls and Bears. Paul Harris is a mining journalist. He's an Englishman who moved out to Colombia in 2008, having been in Chile uh, for five years. He's now based in the city of Medellin. And from there, he writes the Columbia Gold Letter, which analyzes and studies the gold mining sector in Colombia. Paul, hello. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the show. Great to talk to you. How are you doing? Hi, Dominic. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm fine. Thank you. Good. I just uh, described it there as the Columbia Gold Letter. I suddenly realised it's actually the Columbia Gold Report, isn't it? Oh, no, you're right. Um, it's, well, it's, it's two products. It's the, the monthly is the Columbia Gold Letter. Yeah. And there's also an annual Columbia Gold Report, which is a more in-depth sort of study and analysis of uh, the gold sector. Uh, okay, very good, very good. So what, what's your take on Colombian gold mining at the moment? Let's, uh, let's start, start with some broad brush stuff. Okay, well... Really, well, although Colombia has been a, a gold producer for, for centuries, um, because of the uh, internal problems the country's had, it's uh, the sort of modern exploration hasn't, until recently, hasn't arrived in Colombia. Um, and by that, I mean sort of that you know, using all these wonderful techniques, geophysics, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, that have been developed in sort of relatively modern times. Uh, um, so, with the coming of President Alvaro Uribe in two thousand and two and his uh, policy of uh, democratic security, he made, um, he reasserted state control over large amounts of the country, which gave, meant explorers could come and could actually get out and work in the field safely. Um, and they come in with all the sort of modern techniques and technologies and really started a um, sort of gold rush, if you like. Um, yeah, because, and there, was, there was some big discoveries made, weren't there? Yes, uh, by my calculations, since around well, in the last 15 years, there's been over 75 to 80 million ounces of gold discovered in, um, and categorised in sort of formal NI43101 style reports. And how much has actually been mined? Well, Colombia is still very much an, an exploration story. You have gold mining in a very sort of traditional artisanal way. But in terms of modern mining... Um, the, it's much more limited. There's um, one company that uh, produces alluvial gold using dredges. There's some small underground mines sort of producing, let's say, sort of 20, 25,000 ounces a year. But there isn't really sort of the big gold mines that you see in sort of Peru or Chile or, or other countries. That's still yet to come. Okay. Now, one of the things that... Um you know, I've been reading quite a bit about in, in terms of Colombia is there is still a standoff, if you like, between mining and the uh, environmental protection groups. And, you know, this, in a couple of cases, this has thrown a couple of mines. I'm thinking of, in particular, Greystar. It, uh, it was Greystar and it's now Echo Oro Minerals. Echo Oro Minerals, thank you. And, um, 
you know, so why don't we just talk about the, the environmental objections? I, I kind of, you know, a lot of people who discuss mining dismiss environmentalists, and I actually think they have very legitimate concerns. Uh, but nevertheless, I also recognise that, you know, the world needs metal. Uh, and so some kind of, you know, so therefore the world needs responsible mining. Um, but anyway, why don't we discuss the environmental objections? I mean, has, is that one of the reasons that there's been so little... Um, uh, so much more exploration and so much less actual production. Well, as you know, it takes a number of years for a project to be explored and for resource to be um, sort of discovered and de delimited, and then you have the studies to decide to see whether it's economically feasible to produce them. That, that's a, an established sort of uh, life cycle for a project, and uh, so far there's only a, a handful of projects, two or three, that have got to the stage where the companies are thinking about, you know, okay, we can put this into production. Um, as I mentioned before, modern mining and modern exploration hasn't really existed in Colombia before, so pretty much all of this is new. Um, because it's new, it's very poorly understood by people in the communities, people in local government, and people in national government. So there's a, 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 an extensive education process that the mining sector as a whole has to or needs to undertake to so people understand the concepts involved and people understand what companies are trying to do when they talk about project development. In the absence of information, people have legitimate fears. And without any information to combat those fears, they, those fears can become accelerated or exacerbated and sort of exaggerated. Um, obviously, concern over uh, sort of water and quality of life and things like that are, are very legitimate that um, any exploration or mining company has to deal with. But we're still at very early stages there, and uh, I think that's part of what happened with Greystar, is that they're trying to, they, they presented a project, they proposed a project, and it was a very new concepts for the people in the, the, the region where they are, and there's a misunderstanding. Um, and through concept, you know, the, the fear aspects, that got to the stage where it became impossible for the company to, to pursue that particular the particular option they, they, they had initially. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I mean, I noticed, for example, Nicaragua, I know it's a lot smaller, but um, gold has become, in recent years, made up something like 15% of Nicaraguan exports. And so, you know, I guess B2 is, is largely to thank for that. And so, you know, when a gold becomes such a significant um, export material, people, I guess, become a lot more um, accepting. Do you think, I mean, something like that is down the road for Colombia? It's quite possible. Um, Colombia has a more diversified economy. So it's not so dependent on any one sector. It has, it has minerals, it has coal, it has oil, it has um, textile manufacturing, textile design, light engineering, a whole bunch of things, uh, agricultural products, tourism. tourism. Yeah. Um, so it's much more diversified. So it's not so dependent. So that's um, perhaps a bit of a harder argument to, to win in and of itself. But Colombia has big plans to sort of become a developed country. So how do you get there? If you look at most of the developed countries in the world, they've got a uh, back exploitation of natural resources. Canada, the United States, Germany, Britain, Norway, Australia, South Africa. Um, the natural resources 
the gold in this instance or the coal has given the government the money to be able to put other developments in place to grow the country, to develop the country. Colombia is fortunate because it has that opportunity. It has a rather impressive gold endowment. It has a rather impressive coal endowment and oil. So the question is, not can it, the question really is, you know, the job of the mining companies is to create resources for the state and then it's for the state to spend those well to develop the country. Okay, let's talk about the uh, exploration sector specifically. Obviously, in the last uh, 18 months or so, it's been badly be beaten up. There are signs, though, that the market is, is turned up and that perhaps we have a new uh, trend in place. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't qu seem quite as awful as it did six months ago. Um, what, what's, what, what's your view on the exploration sector and specifically the Colombian exploration sector? I, I think uh, I would agree with that. I think most people think... Um, the prices have come to a sort of a, a bottom. There's not really much downward movement now. They're sort of on a sort of level. Um, and it seems that people are now sort of wanting to sort of invest in exploration, explorers again. You know, the, if you like, the, the greed gene is starting to be reignited. Um, here in Colombia, in the last month or two, a couple of companies have put out very good uh, drill results, um, Attico Mining, and Weimar Resources, and their share prices have responded very well on that day, you know, having sort of 50% rise. Um, unfortunately, those gains aren't sort of sticking. They're sort of afterwards, they're sort of trending down again. But it does show that um, the market is prepared, is always more prepared now to respond to good results. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know uh, GoldQuest is a company that, that's in the Dominican Republic or Dominica. It's not in Colombia, um, but the way the markets reacted to that, to the to to that discovery that's been made, I think is has positive ramifications for the rest of the sector. Absolutely, it's reminded people that um, by investing in junior explorers, you can have a ten or a hundred times gain on your investment. So, as I say, it's kind of reignited the the great gene in people. Yeah, very good. Um, now, how many explorers are there operating in Colombia? That's um, a very difficult question to answer um, because you've got public companies here. That's so, easy. Yeah, I should say, I should say, right. you know, public companies, public listed companies. In the uh, in the Colombia Gold Letter, actual um, cover or follow, if you like. Um, let's see. I think it's around fifty to sixty companies. And how many of those do you think will make a legitimate discovery? Well, about let's, I think about uh, eight of those have made sort of discoveries um, and sort of produced resource statements on the back of those. Um, and I think we've got a lot more to come. I think we're just, you know, the tip of the iceberg. I mean, because there was a kind of little Columbia bubble about a couple of years ago. Uh, do you think that was the end or just the kind of the early blip in a bigger trend? Well, I don't think there was a bubble. I think there was um, a lot of interest in Colombia because f for several reasons. One, it was sort of new terrain, but also but new terrain where there's been a, a long history of uh, gold production, artisanal gold production. And so there was, you know, very high hopes and very high expectations that um, a lot of gold could be discovered. Um, geopolitically or geographically, Colombia is in a fantastic location, you know, Atlantic ports, Pacific ports, the top of South America, three hours from Miami by plane, etc., etc. So it's a, 
very accessible country to, to working. It's not like being stuck out in the middle of the Brazilian rainforest or in Central Africa or somewhere like that. Yeah. Um, um, and it's a wonderful place for people to, to work. The gold sector here is based in the city of Medellin. Yeah. Antioch is the department or the state where there's perhaps the most uh, focus on gold. Is that Andean or is that Amazonian? Or, or Andean. Okay. Yes. And for explorers, it means that they, you know, they can go out to work in the field and then come back at night to a, um, you know, a mid-sized modern city and enjoy all the benefits of that in terms of accommodation, infrastructure, services, restaurants, etc., etc. Um, it's not a hardship posting by any means. Very good. I mean, you know, I've backpacked around Colombia when I was younger. I mean, there are several things that struck me about it. One of them is it is an enormous country. You, I mean, it just takes, you know, from the, the, the Amazon in the southeast to the Pacific in the southwest to the Caribbean in the north. And, I mean, apart from its size, it's the range of geography and geology. Yes, Colombia has everything from sort of beaches to mountains to desert to rainforest to savannas. Um, and you're right, it's um, the size, I think, is equivalent to combining France, Spain and Portugal. But the population is only sort of 44 million people. So you've got a very big country that is relatively underpopulated. One of the uh, highlights of my trip to Colombia was visiting the uh, Gold Museum in Bogota. Have you been there? Yes, several times. It's amazing, isn't it? That's incredible. Um, it, it does make you wonder that um, all the sort of pre-Columbian pieces that are in that museum... I, I should say very quickly, before you carry on, Paul, it's just the gold museum in Colombia is basically where most of the Inca gold or a great portion of the Inca gold is on display. I mean, it's just, it's just gold everywhere you can see and it's quite breathtaking. Well, yes, and the, the last room there is hundreds of if not thousands of pieces that uh, they estimate the weight of those is sort of two tons of gold and so you, you know it's, it boggles the mind that that's what they that what the spaniards didn't sort of steal out of the country uh, it boggles the mind the quantity of gold they must have extracted from from colombia and there's a lot more to come we hope oh there's definitely a lot more to come uh, one of the uh, other research companies put out a report a month or so ago um, it's something like uh, 700 or 800 million ounces of gold uh, in, in discovered projects, in exploration projects. Um, and of that, you know, 70, I'd say 70 to 80 million ounces are from Colombia. So 10% sort of, of gold discoveries in the last 10 or 15 years have been in Colombia. Um, and Colombia is still in a stage of just getting going. So I think there's a lot more to come. All right. Well, Paul, uh, thank you very much for your time. It's been a real pleasure talking to you and, and uh, hearing kind of um, from an insider, if you like, about what's going on there. Um, why don't you give out your website so that uh, people can find out more about you and what you do? Yes, it's uh, www.columbiagoldreport.com. Excellent. And you, uh, you have a monthly service and also an annual service. That is correct, yes. Very good. Paul Harris, it's been a real pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dominic. Pleasure as well. Subscribe to the Gold Money newsletter at www.goldmoney.com to receive email updates on new articles, videos and iTunes podcasts from our Gold Research section. Gold.